Kathy, girl, I'm so lit. I know. How is Paris? Kathy, I want to say something, and I want to get it off my chest. Okay. You invited me to a lot of events, and the truth is, I didn't want to bring my scorn and my scarlet letter onto your daughters and onto you. I can't. Please explain to Paris and Nikki that it's not personal. She said, I didn't want to bring that shame onto something that should have been so beautiful. Put your drink down. No. You cut her some slack. I don't need to cut her some slack. Can I be honest about who inspired me to take care of my mental health? It's her daughter, Amelia. I'm on Lexapro. Guess what? Now I'm on Wellbutrin and I'm on other things. And yes, I've had a few drinks. Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hi, baby gorgeous. How are you? Oh, baby gorgeous. That was a throwback. I look terrible this morning. I can see myself. Oh, shut up. I can see myself in the little window thingy on the computer, whatever you call it. The weather is wreaking havoc with my skin. It looks terrible. Thank God I don't need to leave the house today. Isn't that great? I know. I love working from home. It's honestly, it's a blessing. I know. Would we even work if we couldn't work from home? I'm at that point where if I couldn't work from home, I'd quit. Well, I'm at the point where I, like, I'd rather not work. I'd rather be a real housewife. But if I have to, let me do it in the bedroom. I know. Agreed. Of course. Did you watch the Neighbours finale last night? No, I did not. Okay. Was it great? No, it was awful. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the last time I watched Neighbours, it was probably the early 90s. I gave up a long time ago. Yeah, well, they brought back Kylie Minogue and wow, Guy Pearce. How much did they pay them? Fuck. Well, they obviously weren't there on the same day. So, uh, oh, re- and they so were in, were they in scene? A body double, and then a body double no. would hug her. Oh, <laughs> they were in scenes so together and not on set at the same time. So funny. Only in this fucking like, country, Jesus they Christ. Were like, Margot Robbie returns to Ramsey Street, and she just sent in a video message. No. Like, and oh, so there was like she, a. <laughs> she's on the set of Barbie, as if she has time to fucking do a twenty-seven-hour flight. Holly Valance, I think, just did because you know how she was rumored to be a Beverly Hills housewife yes, coming up. Yeah. Well, she, I, she, and Natalie Imbruglia just did like they filmed something in LA together and just sent it in and said on an iPhone and just said that'll do. Oh, the production quality was so funny, but oh anyway. My God. Our listeners probably don't really resonate with me. I'm probably not going to watch it, but I will check it out on the YouTube. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. A, a five-minute compilation would be enough. So I was just saying to you a second ago, because we've only got Beverly Hills to do, we need to figure out what else we're doing if we're doing anything. As I said to you last week, when's Potomac coming out? I don't know. I thought we could just first of all break down some Erica stuff. <laughs> You know, as soon as I saw her getting served at the airport, oh. I was like, I don't understand what's happening, but I'm sure Mariana will tell oh, me I in will a couple tell of you. days. So I'll just wait. Yeah. So, okay. So she was served with papers for a $50 million racketeering lawsuit. And as you just said, she was served at LAX after a trip she took to Hawaii with Rina and Diana. And Rina was there when she got served. Sorry? What was that? 
unfilmed as well, right? Yeah, I mean, I didn't see any of the other ladies in the paparazzi photos. So, I mean, what an idiot because this is how I see it in my own little mind. They had 21 days to serve her. So if I knew that someone had 21 days to serve me, surely I would lay low for 21 days in the hopes that they don't find me. But what happens after that 21 days? She can still be sued. Well, then I think they have to refile. I don't know. So instead of laying low, this bitch goes to Hawaii. This bitch can't lay low. Paparazzi. Well, it's probably a free trip with Diana. So any excuse to relive her glory days Mm -hmm. when she had Mm -hmm. money. So she goes to Hawaii. Paparazzi take photos of her enjoying beverages outside of their villa. So clearly she hasn't stopped drinking. They obviously knew where to find her after that. I just thought that was hilarious. I love the bit Mm -hmm. in the video where you see her shaking her head. It's like, bitch, you knew it was coming. What are you shaking your head for? This is nothing new. This suit was filed three months ago in Illinois. Remember how a few months ago they were like, lawsuit against Erica Girardi dropped? And I said to you, no, 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 no. That was filed in Illinois by Edelson PC. They're dropping it there so that they can refile in LA or in California, which they Obviously. did. Which they did. And this is, this is what she's being served for. So she's being accused with a bunch of other people and there are nine charges including racketeering, conspiracy to commit racketeering, unlawful business practice and deceit. And it basically alleges that she's the front woman of Girardi Keys, keeping the money coming in to the alleged racketeering organisation being Girardi Keys. So, look, they're not just going her, they're going after the law firm, they're going after accountants, they're going after some of the legal lenders because they can't go after Tom and because EJ Global and Pretty Mess Inc. are so Mm -hmm. tied into Girardi Keys because of the fact that they kept giving her this money. So this is why they're able to go after her. So she keeps saying, I've got nothing to do with it, it's all about Tom, it's all about the law firm. It's like, yeah except they spent client funds to pay EJ Global bills. So it's not about whether you knew about it, even though this particular lawsuit is claiming that she did. They're claiming she's the front woman. It's not about that. It's about the fact that you got that money. you got to give it back. Mm-hmm. If someone gives mm-hmm. you stolen funds, you got to give it back. Speaking of which, she's appealing the decision over the earrings. <laughs> Did you know that? She no. is wasting money on appealing the decision for the earrings. It's ridiculous. Would that be like a precedent thing? Because the earrings were given to her like 15 years ago, I think based on the wording of the appeal documents, whatever you call them, I'm not a lawyer, I think they're going to be saying that it was from 15 years ago and so statute of limitations maybe. I don't know. But I think that's that's what they're going to try to argue. At the end of the day, most appeals don't win. It's mm-hmm. the same thing with Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. She's not going to win her appeal. She knows she's not going to win her appeal. She's hoping that they would potentially lessen the amount of damages, which I, she's not going to get that either. But anyway... So I did a little number crunching when it comes to Miss Erica Jane, Erica Girardi, Erica Chahoy. Now, even though she's not the sole defendant in these lawsuits, she's obviously mm-hmm. like with that 50 million one, it's not just her, it's a bunch of other people. Yep. 
So there's the $25 million lawsuit from Girardi Keys, or the trustee for the bankruptcy. That is just Erica, purely Erica. Then there's the $2.1 million lawsuit by the mother of the now deceased NFL player. She was sued for allegedly aiding and abetting breach of fiduciary duty and financial elder abuse. Then mm-hmm. there's, so then there's this 50 million racketeering. Then Nicholas Cage's baby mama suing for seven four four three hundred. Then eleven million from one of Tom's clients that a judge agreed could go after her. I don't know if they filed that yet. I guess they have. Then there's a five million civil case, so not in the bankruptcy. That includes basically lawyers who hired Tom to work with them on whatever case. They didn't get paid this share of settlements. And the $2.2 million in back taxes, which she says she can't afford. Now, again, this isn't just – they're not just coming for Erica in all of this. But all up, this adds to over $744 million. <laughs> so, Ger- Girardi, Tom and Girardi Keys. They racked up half a billion, so five hundred million that apparently they owe. At this point, Erica is part of lawsuits for more than that. More. It's expensive to be sued. She is a part of lawsuits that owe more money than Girardi Keys owes. Great. Yeah. This is how much money she's on the hook for. What are her lawyers going to cost her? Because just like with Jen Shah, she had to put up a million-dollar bond to her lawyers, right? They were like, we need a million-dollar deposit because your lawsuits is going to cost at least that, so we need to know you're good for it, right? Mm -hmm. How much bond did Erica have to put down for all of this shit? Yeah. Who has put that money down? Where has that money come from? Now, I know Ron Richards has got it in for her. It's definitely personal. It's not appropriate for a lawyer. A lot of lawyers have said his behaviour towards her has been inappropriate. The guy put in a $6.9 million offer on her and Tom's house, for fuck's sake. (laughs) He's trying to buy her house. Yeah. And they're constantly going after each other on Twitter and Insta. His wife and Erica get into it on Insta and Twitter. It's a bit ridiculous. As much as like I roll my eyes when Erica says that he's obsessed with her, he's kind of obsessed with her. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny to watch. I mean, he's trying to buy her house for fuck's sake. And his his justification is so that the money can go to the widows and orphans, etc. But, dude, you want to own... Tom's old decrepit house. Yeah, talk about bad juju. You'd be wanting a really big sage stick to get in there and. I reckon smoke he'd the be doing tours, man. I would oh. be. Yeah. <laughs> and wouldn't you go? Yes, fucking oath I would. I'd pay twenty bucks for that tour. <laughs> Fuck yeah! So yeah, that's a little trip down Erica's financial woes. I just so, want, I get that the legal processes take time, but I just want this bitch to be, you know, bankrupt pretty soon. Well, like I want her to be. There, on her there knee. was an article saying that, yeah, she may have to declare bankruptcy. Of course she's going to. She has to. We'll see it unfold. We'll see. Mm. I just hate her guts. Yeah, I'm not a How fan. I'm not a fan. And I, I would never give her a chicken tender, ever. Oh. So do you want to just get into it? Do you have any other Bravo news? No. No. No, I don't. No, me either. I'm sure there's some, but I didn't bother. So, okay. Oh, there'll be breaking news in five minutes. Oh, there'll be breaking news <laughs> in five minutes, exactly. 
The episode is called Beverly Hills Blackout. And look, I just said two seconds ago I hate Erica, which I do. But i got to tell you, what would have been in this episode if it wasn't for drunk, messy Erica? You've got a point there because it, w- it was a flop app. It was a flop app. And looking at my notes, they're pretty much all around how much I hate Erica. Yeah. So she's driving story. She is driving story, definitely. So it starts back at Diana's Christmas party and we get a repeat of Erica holding the chicken tender and saying loudly to the room, but more to Crystal, that she can't have it. And then she says just as loudly, all right, I need another drink. And she walks off. I can't believe that no one admonished her in the room. I think they were just shocked. No one said, what the fuck, Erica? No one. Yeah. I was surprised as well how quickly that sort of just went away. Like yeah. you see Crystal being flummoxed. I think she was probably processing being like, what the fuck? I can eat a chicken tender. But it just in the moment, it was just so, so crazy. The you couldn't really acknowledge the craziness. The thing is, Crystal can talk about her eating disorder, but when someone shouts it out from the rooftops to the whole room, if I was Crystal, I would have done the same thing. I would have wanted to crawl into a hole. Mm. Yeah, and then she sort of disappears for the rest of the episode, so I don't know if she does sort of yeah. retreat. Yeah, yeah. And Kathy comes in and kind of changes the subject, so to speak. She walks up to Cherie and oh for a second there, I'm like, of course, Kathy knows Cherie. And she says, hi, but Cherie's like, we've never met before. Which is <laughs> so Kathy. Cherie's so funny just to block that. I know. And Kathy's like, I never forget a face. And But then she blames her. It could be her bad eyes, which was, I was sitting there thinking, how the hell is Kathy going to pull herself out of that hole? But then she just blames <laughs> her potential bad eyesight. I'm like, well played, Kathy. I'm, I, I'm guilty of like seeing someone that I've I have no memory of and I went to school with or something and yeah. they're like, oh, we went to school together. I'm like, yeah, I know that. Like, of course we've met. Not the other way around. Like, I absolutely know you. No, you don't. <laughs> I know. Did she assume she knew her because she already knew she was Will Smith's ex and just like Diana, Kathy knows every famous person under the sun? I think maybe she got a run sheet. A call sheet yeah. saying, here's the cast, here's the friend of that's going to be at the party. And right. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe she was like, it's housewives. We're, pretend- we're meant to pretend that we know each other. Oh, and Cherie just yeah. shut her down. Well, we know um, all the Richard sisters can act. So maybe that was it. Can they? <laughs> can yeah. they? I haven't seen Little House on the Prairie, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And they, they're ushered inside because there's a man at the piano and Asha is going to be singing. And at first I was like, Jesus Christ, this is why they're married because he, or not married, but this is why they're going out because. Why she's on the show. He's an aspiring singer, actor, model, blah, blah. But then the man starts singing. Jesus Christ, he can sing. I thought he was a dime a dozen. Oh, come on. He can actually sing. I thought he was going to embarrass himself. But why is he singing at this Christmas party? And it was like a 13-minute version of Oh Holy Night. I didn't know the song could be that long. It's obvious why he's singing at the Christmas party. He's an aspiring singer. 
and he, <laughs> yeah, I and, know. he and for some reason he thought that um the guy who was the music producer he used to be married to oh David M- Munchausen or David Foster maybe David he Foster. thought David Foster was watching you never know I but then again that that Ricky is it Peugeot or whatever was was on the um was on the piano you know he always tours with Madonna <gasps> oh this guy's like massive in the music world he plays a lot of piano and keyboard on a lot of people's albums I just don't like the idea of going to someone's party and then being held captive while yeah. they sing at you. I'm like, oh, cringe. No, there's one thing worse than that, being held captive oh. when their kids sing for you. Oh, Like you're not, the you're fucking not the family Von, Von Traps. Traps. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Seriously, you're not the fucking Von Traps. Go uh-huh. to sleep. Go to sleep. In the, in the, seriously, in the words of Bethany Frankel, go to sleep. Yeah. Uh, and besides, surely it was past Ash's bedtime, <laughs> right? Honestly. Yeah. When that en- I mean, I was going to say that ends, but we can't say that oh, ends. It doesn't, it doesn't Because end. Erica decides that she also needs to, to be center attention. She but can't no one like, else is singing along. Like, shut the fuck up. She wasn't just singing along. She was making a point of singing louder. The man had a microphone. And she was singing louder. But she was so screechy and flat. I was like, this is why we have auto-tune, And this is why you don't sing when you're drunk because you can't hit those same notes. You can't. You want, like, I get it. You know the words you want to sing along. Everyone wants to. Even if you're not a churchy, I love a fucking Christmas carol. So I'd be singing along. Oh, holy night. I'd be singing under my breath. Right. But then if there was a camera pointed at me, I would probably make a concerted effort to keep my lips shut because no one wants to be an Oprah and you can tell that they're getting the words wrong. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I love that about Oprah. She always wants to sing along even if she doesn't know the words. Yeah, Yeah, not a bless. Clue. Yeah, God bless. But, but she's uh, Oprah. I'm not. And Erica was also heckling, being like, get that high note. You're going to get the high note. You got the high- Oh, you did the high note. It's like, shut the fuck up. And she said that because it was her excuse to not try to continue singing the high note. She couldn't get the low notes, Mariana. She couldn't get any notes. She was so drunk that it never occurred to her that people didn't want her to attempt to hit the high note. I wouldn't be surprised if the producers of Chicago created COVID in a lab and released it as a worldwide pandemic just to shut down that show and stop her from singing because she was fucking awful. I'm, I'm there with you. I'm there with you, honestly. Dreadful. Dreadful. Funny though, funny to watch. Oh, it was the fucking best. <laughs> now, why did we have to then cut to Kathy calling her bag an antique? I don't know. If someone tells you that you have a nice accessory, such as a handbag or a purse. Don't call Asher a handbag. I mean, I know he's <laughs> Diana's accessory, but that's just mean to resort to name calling. Oh, well. I mean, I don't even get those two. It's not like they can share tracksuits. She's definitely bigger than him. <laughs> and then we find out it's last season and apparently that's antique. I didn't that, get That's kind of funny though. I thought it was a bit cringy. No, you thought it was funny? It's a bit, you know, uber wealthy Hilton's yeah. like that's I thought it was funnier that she spilt fries all over the floor. (laughs) And then I was like, I think that couch pippy moment appears closer to being solved because it's like she spilled them and didn't realise what happened. It's like maybe you did pippy on your own couch, Kathy. (laughs) Oh, P.S. I loved your poll. 
Well, I was going to say, you know how I did that? We had a lot of write-in results. Oh, we people did? People saying it was Vicky. Vicky? Apparently Vicky paid herself on a couch or something. <laughs> Everyone said it. As in Vicky Gumbelson? Yeah. Oh, well, I know Ramona did. Didn't Ramona pay? No, 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 it wasn't. <laughs> she, she does poo. <laughs> no, it wasn't Ramona. It was Sonia. Didn't she pee on someone's bed once? <laughs> Probably. Did Sonia pee on- and then it went through onto someone's Duna cover? <laughs> I always remember that boat ride in Cartagena where just so many oh. peas and poops were just flying about. <laughs> Everyone lost their bowels. Oh, my God. Speaking of Sonia, so her townhouse is yet again on the market with a price drop. Ron Richards, buy it. Yeah, Ron Richards, buy the fucking townhouse. Jesus Christ. All right, what happens next? Oh, my favourite bit happens next when Erica is drunk talking to Kathy about why she didn't go to Paris's wedding because she oh, because didn't want to bring letter. scorn, shame and her scarlet letter unto you and unto <laughs> your daughter. It's like, yeah, yeah, we're all impressed. You can say unto while you're that wasted. Then but, like, the bitch think- cried. She cries. She's do, so do drunk. Do you think she actually crying. would have brought scorn to Paris's wedding? Paris Hilton's wedding, do you think that the headline would be Erica Jane attends? Like, no. Does she honestly think that all those celebrities would be talking about her? They don't know who you are, Erica. Yeah. Like, they're real celebrities. Like, okay, no celebrity is more real to me than a housewife. I would never get excited over, like, I don't know, the Janet Jackson like I would over seeing Dorinda Medley, for example. But mm-hmm. come on. Like, I seriously? Also, I also thought that maybe she just couldn't afford to attend. Like, she couldn't, <gasps> she afford, couldn't afford She couldn't afford a gift. I think you're right. She couldn't afford she, a new outfit. She couldn't afford it. Yep. So she's just fallen back on the old scarlet letter just to get out of social engagements that aren't, on housewives. She's using the tragedy that she's wrapped up in as an excuse. Wow. Because as if you wouldn't fucking go. I know, right? Especially like free food. Because let's face it, Erica's got to like, you know, pinch her pennies. Yeah, but she, to, to access that free food, she'd have to put out a lot. The wedding was a three-day affair. I doubt she would have been invited to all three days. Oh, no, she's not getting going to the rehearsal. Uh-huh. No, she's not going to the cool after party, unless that's all she was invited to. Oh, possibly. Yeah, who knows. And then oh, Kyle just kills me. She again tells the ladies to cut her some slack. And then Garcelle's like, you cut her some slack. I don't need to cut her some slack. Loved, loved. Love it's true. That. It's so fucking but true. She's in her 50s. Like she's in her like what she's fifty three or fifty one or something. Like they're acting like she's twenty one. I know. It's like you know what? No, she doesn't need that much slack. And then drunk Erica is with Rinna and Diana and proceeds to tell Diana in like the best drunk kitty slurry voice that it was Rinna's daughter Amelia who inspired her to take care of her mental health. Now, if you were Amelia, would you really want the kudos or as Ramona would say, the kadoos right now? No, no kadoos for me. I would not want the kadoos right now to be associated with this woman and her mental health. Uh Uh-uh. But then we find out not only is she on Lexapro, she's on Wellbutrin and other things. So, okay, basically Lexapro is a mild antidepressant right? Mm-hmm. 
Wellbutrin is a strong antidepressant. Why do you need to be on Lexapro and Wellbutrin? Wouldn't you be on one or the other? I don't understand. I mean, I know a little bit about antidepressants. You know I'm on Lexapro. Why would you be on a mild one and a strong one? I don't understand. I don't understand either. But for me, it's like she's already clocked. She's mentioned weeks ago Mm. that it doesn't interact well with drinking. And she keeps saying it every episode as if it's a revelation. And I'm like, you've already learned the lesson. You've just not applied the lesson. Okay. I'm not sticking up for Erica here, but I would be remiss if I didn't say it took me about 12 months of not going as far as Erica, but a mild Uh version of Erica before and and my friends would say to me yeah you were really loud like you act like you're high on drugs when you mix alcohol with your antidepressants like you've got to chill out okay so I did have other people telling me it's just it's like you forget it took me a while before I was like I don't know like I'm one of these people that when I'm drunk I completely deny that I'm drunk until the next day so it's really hard for me to you know, figure out when it's time to take myself home. I've told you that before. I can see that. So it took me a while to have the cue while I'm in that state to slow down. She remembers because she's she's saying it all the time, like in the moment. Yeah. I think she just is holding on to it as an excuse rather than taking it as a lesson. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, you do feel a bit, well, I felt high, so it was a nice feeling until it wasn't. Yeah. And maybe that's yeah. why. I don't know. So I'm just saying, like, I'm not trying to stick up for her because, you know, I hate her guts, but <laughs> I kind of did a similar thing. It took me a little while. I didn't get fucking blackout. I wasn't, you know, heckling people, but yeah. I was loud and having yeah. having a great time with me, myself and I until yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. Garcelle brings up all the other events of the season and Erica because she just does not get where Kyle is coming from and no one does. And Kyle says it's because she's ultra sensitive about telling people they're drinking too much. And she says, because of our sister Kim. Now, we all know that Kathy is not going to be happy about that. We, we all know that as far as Kathy's concerned, you do not bring up our family. Just don't bring them up. And my thought was, how is Kyle ultra-sensitive to people making accusations about others drinking too much when her sister Kim is actually an alcoholic? Wouldn't you be more sensitive to the drinking too much as opposed to the comments about drinking too much? No, she's sensitive to the fact that she got in the back of a limo and screamed that her sister was an alcoholic and she got called out for it. Yeah. And she doesn't want to get called out for it. It's about it comes back to Kyle. Uh, it's not care for other people, it's care for her own reputation. Right. It's backfiring. I see, I see. I just wonder, because you know how like we've seen already bits of scenes where Rina is asking Kathy why she had a go at Kyle. I'm wondering if it started with this. I'd be curious because do you remember when Kyle mm-hmm. was like kind of making fun of their mum's lack of cooking skills. Yeah, yeah. And you could see that Kathy was not having it. And they had the chat about the show, the Alicia Silverstone show. Yes. And, and Kathy was like, no. Nah. I'm not engaging. We're not yeah. talking about anything that involves our family, our family disputes or anything, not even anything, like even positive things you can see her go like, where is this going? So it's like, you know, you don't go against the family. Does she not know this already? So I'm wondering if it starts there. I'd be curious. But anywho, 
And then all of a sudden it's time to go home and Erica can't even stand up without Rena holding her. Well, I think she's she's drunk as well. Like she's oh. she's drunk so much. Oh, yeah. It's not like, oh, one glass didn't interact well. She, she had like 40 glasses. And that's the thing. The antidepressants and the alcohol does make you seem more intoxicated, but she's already drinking more than anyone. She yeah. constantly had a beverage in her hand. Constantly. <laughs> she's constantly yelling at people to fill it up. And I'm like, get up yourself and go to the bar, you lazy fuck. Yes. Oh, you, you have to now take out your own garbage. Why are you acting like you have 50 servants still? You don't. You really you don't. don't. Ugh. We get a little cute bit of Kathy hiding Cole's bag and it didn't, the gag didn't work. So I just don't, I don't care. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I did like the flashy of Kim hiding Brandy's crutches. That was funny. Iconic. Yeah, exactly. And um, that's the scene. Do you have anything more to talk about that party other than the fact that it was a dud? Yeah, no. My only thought was that we need Yolanda around to tell people it's not a sing-along. Shut up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's true. It's true. It's true. And Diana spent so much money on that party and it was boring AF. I know, how embarrassing. I how know. So- that, the party was soulless. It was soulless. <laughs> that is exactly right. We did miss the fact that Diana apologised to Garcelle for being rude to her at her party and basically said we should do lunch. And she thinks that Garcelle was cool because Sutton wasn't there, blah, blah, whatever, who cares. Yeah. Next day or whenever it is, we're at Dorit's. Now, she's talking about PK's DUI. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Yeah. Do you think that everyone's talking about PK's DUI because they care or because Dorit keeps talking about PK's DUI? I think it had to come up. You know, you have to make note of it when mm. your life is being documented. But, yeah, like, we don't really care. I mean, did Dorit tell the Daily Mail? Because it seems like it's all she wants to talk about. And because it's not even a DUI, it was a suspected DUI. Yeah, and then he suspicion was, he blew of D- a high number and then he didn't. I, I, I lost track. Okay, so they got him to, to blow the breathalyzer and he got it at 0.81. The legal limit is 0.8. They did it again and it was like 0.78 or something. So they didn't charge him. They gave him a fine. That's it. Oh, okay. He got a fine. So that's why they say suspicion of DUI because he the second blow was under the limit. But they mm-hmm. did handcuff him. So does that mean when they took him back to the station they did it again and it was under? So they just gave him a fine. That's it. Yeah, but, like, how much time was in between the first blow and the second blow? Like, of course, I don't really understand blood alcohol limits, but it would go lower, right? When they when they do the breathalyzer at the station, it's not like a portable one. It's like a full, proper, very accurate, okay. way more accurate one. And mm-hmm. so because it was under and the one on the road was over and it was just, it was 0.81, then technically he was probably under the whole time. So, Mm -hmm. but because time had lapsed and he had drunk enough that he should have not driven, they just gave him a fine. So, because Uh, at the end of the day, if they charged him, he would afford it and won in court. So, but it was just that it was in the paper, blah, blah. I don't know. Look, I agree with her. I would be pissed about this whole fact that he wasn't necessarily going to tell her, but because someone had to go pick up his car and it had to be her, then he had to tell her. I'd be pissed about that too. She's like, Bubba, this is interfering with our PTSD storyline, Bubba. I just, (laughs) I just thought she was just going on and on about it. Like if you didn't go on and on about it, 
there wouldn't have been a scene about it because other than you going on about it, it was boring. No one cares. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was boring. And that's when she says, I was about to kill you. And remember last week how I said she makes like a gun reference and I forgot to tell you about it? It was oh. it was when, when everyone got the COVID last week, she was in a confessional and she was saying how, you know, she didn't get COVID and she said but luckily I've managed to dodge the bullet this time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And she says it again. She makes another reference like that with Kyle. And last week I thought, how could you possibly make jokes about that? Did you really get robbed? And I'm only saying, did you really get robbed? Not because I don't believe her, but because you would you were making jokes about it. So I thought it'd be I funny. don't believe her. I've come around to thinking that it was a staged robbery. I really have. But then I think maybe she's so preoccupied with the robbery, that's why all these metaphors are coming out. And she's trying mm. to make light of it with these metaphors, but it's not actually or light for the her. the truth just slips out like her original accent does sometimes. Maybe. You never really? know. Really? You never <laughs> know. Okay. Next scene, we've got Erica and her glam team oh, with her wigs. I just, I just remembered that scene as well, though, like, She's such a bitch to PK when he's like, I feel jaded. And she's like, no, Bubba, you don't feel jaded. Jaded has a different meaning in America. It's like, fuck off. Let him let him use language. <laughs> well, you know, she does speak 4,000 languages. So apparently <laughs> that means she knows what every word means in each of those languages. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Ugh. I know. I love ragging on her too. It's fun. But she's pretty. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She does bring the looks, She I guess. does. So, yeah, Erica... Wigs, blah, blah. Now, I've got nothing to say about those wigs other than when they first came out, they were so expensive, everyone was ragging on them. And I have not heard a thing about the wigs since then till now. So I really couldn't care less about the wigs. That's a tax thing. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, fair enough. I don't know what she's doing there, but it's something dodgy. Yeah, well, I'm sure. No, she's trying to um, make some money and I don't think it's going to work. But she reckons she's been working on that for years, so I'm sure Tom actually paid for all this. So she's like, may as well do something with it. Mm-hmm. Now, this scene is about Rinna confronting Erica about her drinking, trying to be a good friend and tell her enough's enough, right? Yes, but she's Rinna has never, ever in her life ever been this graceful with a friend when she's confronting them about something. So I have a theory. Uh-huh. Because I did find it interesting that when they were, Rinna walks in and so this little faux meeting is wrapping up, one guy leaves and she tells Mikey to stay. Mm-hmm. And then when Rinna tells her, about, you know, basically it's almost like she's trying to enlighten her about antidepressants. One drink is like five. And again, I agree. And mm-hmm. then she tells Erica that she's out of control and, and you know, she's got to stop it. And Erica says, thank you for being honest with me. You're right. I was reckless. It just seems like no one is surprised by the words being used here. Oh, I it's think as th- fake as Dorit's burglary. Thank yeah. you. I think, I think this scene was staged with uh-huh. Erica and Rinna and that's why she told Mikey to stay. Where does Mikey come into it, sorry? Rinna makes a comment about how, like, close Erica and Mikey are. It's not uh-huh. like Rinna told Mikey to stay. Erica did. So it's like the three of them were going to sit there so it looked like a real intervention with family. Oh, okay, yeah. So Mikey was in on it. Yeah. I think the whole thing was fucking staged. Yeah. 
Erica was already, I was saying words like reckless. Now you blacked out, you apparently hit your head, you don't know what happened. So surely your behaviour and what you did, you would be like, either you'd be like, so, so, like defensive or, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. So Uh it just, this conversation has played out already. Yeah, I agree. So I I was not impressed. When she said she hit her head and vomited and she just nodded like, yep, that happened. Can you believe it? I laughed. Yeah, me too. I pictured it. I pictured it. I pictured her falling out from under her heels, whacking her like she should have a massive bruise down her side and hit her head. Then I imagined her dog Tiago licking her face like and her going, oh, no, and then throwing up and then trying to clean up the vomit because Tiago's trying to sniff it and maybe lick it, but she's drunk, falling like 10 times with a handbag under her arm, getting in the sink. Like, I pictured all the messes. Yeah. Wish the camera was there for fucking that one. Oh, uh, I know. Whip out your iPhone while you're vomiting. I know. We need great. doggy cam. Come on. <laughs> now, we get a bunch of little scenes that I just don't – didn't do it for me. Is this the Christmas montage? I didn't even bother writing notes on the actual Christmas montage. Montage. Yeah. Montage. We basically get Sutton – visiting Garcelle because Sutton was alone for 10 days because of the COVID. And then we hear that Sutton got real sad and called all her ex-boyfriends and then Garcelle went, What? Yeah. I get that that line, that whole thing was funny, but it just, there was nothing else in the scene to warrant the scene. Yeah, I think maybe all the COVID, like, because they all got COVID at different times. Yeah. And so a lot of them haven't seen each other for so long. It just it breaks the momentum that the season had been getting. And yeah, so it just okay. like, it's like felt flat. Yeah. Like we're, oh, we're back to episode one, like yeah. catching up again. And it's it slows it all down. Because then Sutton's with her bestie getting ready for a date. Yep. And I get that it was funny when Sutton said my deal breakers with a guy are an affection for hoodies and ponytails and a white unmarked van. The (laughs) affection for hoodies bit was hilarious, but that was the whole scene. I'm like, oh. I liked when she she said she can't have a friends with benefits situation because all her friends are gay and they don't want the benefits. Again, see, that's a funny line, but it wasn't a scene. Yeah, that's it. It it was like a moment anyway. And same, oh. Dorit's at Kyle and they're talking about PK being in the rags again. I mean. I just looked at the dogs the whole time. I was going to say the puppy was cute. Love, love the puppy with with the little Christmas kerchief. Loved it. Cute. And again, this is where we get Dorit saying that PK would take a bullet for Mo. I'm like, again, she's fixated on bullets. And like I said, at first, last week, I was like, if you're going to make fun of dodging a bullet and saying this time, it almost seems like you're making fun of the situation, so therefore did it really happen. But I think she's just fixated on it and she's trying to say it in a funny way, like I'm okay, but I don't Mm. think she is okay. No, I still don't believe her. I know, I know. (laughs) Oh, my God, what – they've all got new confessional outfits, right? Her one, what the fuck is with that period dress with a queen on it? Did you catch that one? Yeah, I saw it, but I can't picture it. So she's – her hair's done up with like a little halo kind of um, like hairpiece and then she's wearing this like gothic, neo-gothic style dress. It's like brownie gold with a picture of a queen on it. Does it look good? 
it looks out of place for someone <laughs> for like an an MCU shot, like a mid close up shot in a confessional with her from the boobage up. <laughs> like if you were going to a fancy dress ball and the theme was like, you know, kings and queens in history, I would have gone perfection. But, <laughs> bitch, you're hanging around in your house with a bunch of camera guys before you pick the kiddies up from school. It's fucking bizarre. It's a costume. It's not an outfit. It's a costume. Like, yeah. is it as ridiculous as Chanel Ayan on fucking on Dubai? I mean, I know you've given up on that show, but this bitch the, last week... She was at Carolyn Stanbury's pre-wedding party. It was a white theme. She came in like wedding couture. Oh, okay. She wore a wedding gown to someone's <laughs> engagement party. Love that. And then the next time we see her, she's at the day after the wedding breakfast because she didn't go to the wedding, and she was in a pink couture gown. Wow, she's bringing it. While everyone else is seedy and hungover, it's too much. It's team too much. She looks so out of place. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I thought I loved her. I don't. She's annoying. I can't stand her. Oh. Yeah, okay. I, I hate Chanel Ayan. She's. I've never seen someone so delighted to be that narcissistic. Like she <laughs> literally would be Narcissus dying because of starvation of staring at themselves at their own reflection for so long they forgot to eat and drink. That would be her. Wow. Ugh. Can't stand her. Okay, wow. what was I talking about? <laughs> I don't know, but I love that hot take. Oh, uh, Kyle and Dorit were boring. Oh, uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Then we are at the most cringy part of the episode, Sutton oh. on a date with Sanjit. Now, Sutton, I love you. And a cat on a chest. <laughs> I love you, Sutton, but his name's not Sanjit, it's Sanjit. Is it not Sanjit instead of Sanjit? Like if you're going to go out on a date with someone, she doesn't remember if it's date date four or date five, but if you're going to go on a date with someone, at least know their name. Like she, do you, she knows he was on Jeopardy, but she doesn't know how to pronounce I mean, his name. That is a fun little tidbit. I know, right? Do you find him attractive? Not at all. He must be rich as fuck. I was like, you're on, you're on camera. Like, you're on a date, but you're also on camera. Like, would you not have just like run a brush through that hair, or something? What him? Yeah, he didn't have hair to brush, sweetheart. Didn't you notice? <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of cruel for the camera to be on that side of the table. If it was, you know, from that angle. Yeah, I, yeah. I, he didn't. Look but great. I mean, what should he have done? Should he have gotten that like fucking spray like Joe Gorga did? Do you remember yeah. when the the Joes were fighting and there was black shit all over Joe yeah. Judice and it was that fucking coloured hairspray? Classic. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, I, it was very awkward. Like the chats and why was she just like s- scratching her leg for like thirty minutes? And <laughs> What's why? What's going on? Okay, so she's got neuropathy. What does that have to do with them talking about going to music concerts? <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand. Now, I do know that neuropathy, like basically you have like numbness and tingling in your muscles. That's mm-hmm. the side effect of it. Was that her excuse as to why she kept touching her leg maybe? I think so. Because she was having pains? I don't know. The whole thing was fucking orkies. <laughs> Or keys. I would never let someone film me while I was on a date. She yeah, must be getting I, paid a shit ton to let them do that because that was orkies. Do you think she's only doing that for the show? Yeah. Yeah. I do. I don't think she's going to actually go out on a date with anyone she really likes on camera. She's going to save them for no camera, right? Yeah. 
And then Garcelle and Erica get together for drinks. And Erica at first orders a chamomile tea, but they don't serve tea in that part of the oh restaurant or whatever. So she's like, okay, I'll have a cognac. That made me laugh so much. I know, me too. Like, what, know. A, what a wild jump between beverages. Like, Garcelle was like, order water. And that's what I was saying too. Like, get a fucking Diet Coke. Maybe like, they what? look the same in colour. So that's what she was going for. <laughs> she wanted a certain colour drink, not a certain drink drink. I don't know. <laughs> so funny. And Garcelle goes straight into the Erica, you're a drunkity. And then Erica tells her that Rina came over and gave it to her. Bullshit. Bullshit. And then Erica's basically going through, you know, the list of excuses, blah, blah. But she's like, you know what? But I'm just like everyone else. It's like, no, sweetheart, that's the problem. You're not like everyone else. You're in a house that you pay $9,500 for every month in rental. Like, Mm -hmm. you're not like everyone else. I don't know how we went from that to Erica her eyes are more open now. No, they're not. And Garcelle asks, what do you see in our friend group that's different? And Erica says, I'm glad you have Cherie because I think Sutton is a liability. Who says that about someone's mate? <laughs> I know. Like, that is so fucking rude. And also by saying, like, oh, I'm glad you have Cherie, you're pretty much just saying, like, oh, none of the rest of us are your friend. Yes. None of the rest of us are going to back you up. But Cherie might. Exactly. <laughs> what? I know. How fucked up. And Garcelle, of course, like the rest of us in confessional says, Erica is the biggest walking liability. Mm-hmm. She, as nicely as she could put it, basically called Erica the Scarlet Woman. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, she is though. Erica just tries to be clever and quippy and says that Sutton is the master of her own disaster. I'm like, uh, who are you talking about right now? I know. Meanwhile, Sutton's wearing a cat jumper going on a date with a guy from Jeopardy. Like, she's fine. <laughs> she's living her own life. She's not sitting around oh stewing about Erica Jane. I just thought it was funny how when Sutton was getting ready for her date, she says, I don't want to wear leather pants because it's like to come and get it or whatever. She ends up wearing leather shorts, a kitty cat jumper and biker boots. Yeah. A pussy on her chest. Now, don't get me wrong. She's obviously had a heads up as to where they're eating because they look like they're in like a just – she says it's like a pizza restaurant. It was a fucking diner. So Mm -hmm. she's dressed appropriately for the venue. But, like, she went to dinner at a place that likely did not take reservations. I'm I'm impressed. (laughs) I'm impressed. God bless. I know. So that's the episode. Next time we see Rinna and Sutton having lunch together, Rinna's like laughing her ass off saying, you know, it's fun for me to torture you. And then she's like, I wonder if that's why people think I'm such a fucking bitch. And Sutton's like, you are. And then Rinna stops laughing. It's like, I don't get Rinna. She's cacking herself saying that it's fun to torture you. Maybe that's why people call me a bitch. And when she's called out on it, she gets the shits. Yeah, I was like, it was so wild. I was like, oh, maybe she's yelling at someone else or that's like minutes later in the episode. Like, I don't think it happened there and then. Because ah. it was just so, so crazy. And then. But I'm sick of Rena. I know. Next next quick scene, Garcelle and Dorit meet up and Garcelle tells Dorit that Erica said, I'm only allowed, oh, I'm not allowed to drink when I'm on these meds. And I'm like, did she though? Is that exactly what she said? I don't think so. What did she say? She basically was saying that. 
she needs to watch her drinking when she's on her meds. She didn't say, I can't drink. Well, she's pretty. She's said before that she's going to limit herself to one and then... And then can't, exactly. Dorit's giving all the facials like she did last episode with the tumblers and the wind chimes when when Garcelle tells her that Erica fell and hit her head. I mean, Uh, so chic, honestly. That's been running in my... I was in the shops yesterday and I I saw all these tumblers and I was like, oh, keeps it hot and cold. (laughs) So chic. Wow. 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 I think Dorit... Amazing. Dorit really tries to overemphasise her exuberance because her face can't move on its own, so she has to move (laughs) her whole body. Maybe that's it. We find out that Eric is with her team and she says that she sent a text to the wrong guy thanking them for the good dick and apparently this is a guy that she hasn't had sex with yet. Whatever. I don't care. Whatever. Like, go on grinder, bitch. Like, the, none of that's new. Like, I know. Oh, well, she oh, probably, oh, you got dick. She like, probably is because she says that she's not dating, she's just having sex. So I'm assuming she's on the Tinder. No? Uh, probably, Yeah. Yeah. Rina releases Rina Rosé and I don't know what's going on, but the cameras have to show it. Well, I assume that means that she doesn't have the Bethany clause so that Bravo Mm -hmm. is making money on this. Erica is, of course, drunk because, you know, she's not going to be drinking anymore. You can see that Sutton and Rina talk at this event and Sutton tells Rinna that she talks out of both sides of her mouth. Rinna says, so do you, and fuck you. And then she says, I will fucking hunt you down. Crazy. Does she say hunt you down or cut you down? I, I rewound it. I think she says hunt you down. But cut you down makes more sense. We'll see. Next, we'll I'll, put, see. I'll put the subtitles on next time. Mm-hmm. What a cray cray. If she had a bottle in her hand, she would have smashed it like when they were overseas and she was giving Kim Richards the don't talk about Harry Hamlin. That's still the best episode ever. <laughs> I know. Maybe I should go back and watch that because this, oh, yeah. this episode was a flippity flop. It was. It really was. Yeah, sorry, And yet we peeps. still managed to talk enough about it. I, I know, feel. for like 54 minutes. <laughs> Fuck. That's all I got. Yeah, me too. Oh. Yes, thank you to everyone who has left reviews. We love reviews. Oh, my especially God. Especially when they're nice. People are so sweet. Like, we're watching all these bitches, but really, in real life, people are so sweet, especially in Texas. In real life. Oh, I, we love the South. I love the Texas. In my head, when you read the reviews or if I see them, you send them to me, I have, like, well, obviously I have a bad Southern accent, but in my head it's amazing. And for some reason everyone sounds like Kristen Chenoweth, just FYI. Because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. she's a goddess. So if, you, if you're listening from the South right now and you haven't left a review yet, please do so and tell us where you're from. Um, and also uh, check us out at Effing Bravo on Twitter and Instagram to, you know, let us know your thoughts on the episode or whatever. Yeah, you know, and send us animal pics. I'm obsessed. Yeah. Some of them are so cute I literally cry. But, you know, basically I'm like Sutton. Everything makes me cry. But it's okay. I have a face roller, so all is well. Self-soothe, baby. Self-soothe indeed. All right, well, I think that's the end. Okay. bye. Bye.